Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. HousingWire Daily examines the most compelling mortgage, real estate, and fintech articles reported from the HousingWire newsroom. Each afternoon, the HW Digital team provides our listeners with a deeper look into the stories that are helping move markets forward. Hosted and produced by Alcina Lloyd and Victoria Wickham. And now, here's our host. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk. I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is Housing Wire Daily. In today's episode, HW Plus Managing Editor Brenna Nath and HW Media Founder and CEO Clayton Collins discuss the hottest topics coming across Housing Wire's news desk. In this episode, Nath and Collins reflect on 2020, from pivoting to remote work to HW Media's acquisition of Real Trends and the outlook for the housing industry in 2021. But before we listen, here's a brief word on Housing Wire's newest podcast. They say money talks, so why can't we? Housing Wire is thrilled to introduce its newest podcast, Girl Funds a show where we give you our two cents on money. We love to talk with our girlfriends about everything, except our finances. We're here to bring money back into the conversation, hosted by me, Brenda Nath, along with our editor-in-chief, Sarah Wheeler. Be sure to join us every week starting this Wednesday for our girls' night focused on everything from how to pursue your dream of owning a home to affording your best friend's wedding. Each week, we'll have a special guest join us as we intertwine finance and friendship. Well, I'm excited to be here today with you, Clayton. For those who don't know, Clayton is the CEO and founder of HW Media. This is your first time on our Monday Morning Cup of uh, Coffee. We've brought it back in our live group. So first off, welcome, and thanks for joining us for the first live of 2021. Oh, pleasure to join you, Brenna, and pleasure to have coffee with you virtually from different time zones, but uh, exciting nonetheless. And for those who don't know, Housing Wire is very obsessed with Starbucks mugs. I thought Clayton was going to be on the same page as me today and grab his Starbucks mug, oh. but I am a loner in this and he is promoting um, one of HW Media's other companies in Ledger. Well, Clayton, the reason we wanted to bring you on and kind of talk to you in our community group is there's been a lot of exciting changes ahead or changes that have come about that we're looking forward to in 2021 and also wanted to do a little bit of look back at some of your biggest takeaways for 2020 as we transition into the new year. Um, So first I wanted to start this uh, live with a different type of question than what maybe what we usually ask our editorial newsroom as a CEO of this company in honor of the new year and of our live recording, what do you think is the biggest lesson or learning that came out of 2020 for you? Yeah, I mean, HW, we're, we're a unique media company. We, we, we cover mortgage, real estate, fintech, 
but we don't just cover it from the outside. We are ingrained in the industry to an extremely high degree. Um, we, we play in the niche of mortgage professionals and real estate agents and brokers and fintech professionals. And in doing that, we, we attend the events. So right there with you side by side, we, we visit your branches. We talk to you on the phone. We are really ingrained in the industry. Our, our clients are services and solutions companies that live and die by the health of the market. So we are right there with the industry. So to kind of feel, it doesn't feel like we're a media company looking for the outside. We are right next to our readers and our audiences every day um, through the good and the bad. And 2020 was was really no different in, in that regard. And to answer your question, Brenna, though, I, I think the one really important thing for us as a media organization and all of our audience members is that we've always known that being adaptable and being able to make decisions in times of uncertainty is incredibly important. And that could not have been more true in 2020. As a media company, we had decisions to make. We had to adapt quickly. And we demonstrated that we had the capability for that. And we also saw our audience members and our clients adapt and make decisions really quickly as we came into spring of 2020. So 2020 was such an exceptional and monumental year for the housing industry. We started the year with extremely low rates before anybody was concerned about COVID-19. And uh, so we were already looking at a year that was gonna be extremely active and um, a big opportunity for a lot of mortgage and, and real estate agents and, and brokers. But we, nobody really knew what to expect once COVID-19 hit in March. And I won't rehash every detail of, of that timeline, but we did see mortgage lenders really show their their true grit and, and who they are. And I, I guess it really shouldn't be a surprise for us or anybody. The real estate and mortgage industry is made up of professionals that are that are natural naturally have some tenacity and are able to adapt to change and um, and show grit when needed. And while we're here in our office writing articles about our real estate agents, our title agents, our appraisers, essential services, like can they actually go out and do their jobs? The professionals in the field never flinched. They kept going. And uh, and that was something that really made an impression on me this year and helped define how we think of the audience that, that we serve. Um, but also, I think, was influential for us as a media organization is that we have something we can learn from our audience, that that capacity to make decisions when, in times of uncertainty and show grit and be adaptable, such critical skills for, for any business professional, whether you're in housing or media or any other part of this uh, economy that changed very rapidly and dramatically in 2020. So um, Brennan, to, to answer your question, lesson, have the capability to be adaptable, make decisions in times of uncertainty and be have have grit and know when to grind through and, and not quit. That's I think that's the message of 2020. Yeah, that I am sure is going to carry into 2021. Those are like not just 2020 things. I think those are great takeaways and lessons to once again implement this year. We hope it'll be a little bit different, but I'm sure it's going to take that same tenacity and grit in 2021. Well, we started the conversation talking about the New Year's Eve ball drop, and um, I think you and I um, both fallen asleep before the uh, <laughs> before the fireworks officially started. But um, I think what's really notable and, and almost uh, kind of laughable to an extent is a lot of people are like, "2020 is gone, like the, that's over. 2021 is here." But for us, for the housing industry, for most of the country, we, we're 
still muscling through COVID-19. We're still dealing with lockdowns in certain states. We're, we're starting to see vaccines roll out to, to healthcare professionals and other high priority parties. The mortgage industry still has record low rates. The real estate industry still has extremely high purchase volume. And even though Logan will tell me I'm wrong, low inventory, which could stifle some of the purchase market. So a lot of the characteristics that define 2020 are still with us today. The December 31st, when the ball dropped, was not this magic change into this entirely new year. And I hope I'm not offending or surprising anybody with, with that comment. But reality is the where, where we went to sleep with on this, when we went to sleep on December 31st and the market we woke up with today, still the same. We, we have a lot of the same dynamics. So what we learned in 2020, the people who learned those skills in 2020 will have the opportunity to excel into 2021. And um, I don't doubt for a second that our audience, the folks that are on this, this live today and who listen to our Housing Wire Daily podcast are the ones who are on top of learning and have that grit and have that tenacity. Um, and for good thing too, because we still have that same opportunity and challenge ahead of us. Yep. So looking back at the start of last year, a lot of the words that you threw around, that Diego threw, threw around was like focused growth, um, which we watched unfold for HW Media over the last year. What were some of like your biggest takeaways as CEO of HW Media for last year? So the big takeaways of 2020. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes back to being adaptable. And, uh, but the biggest takeaways aren't like adaptable, it doesn't necessarily mean you pivot or change your plans. Adaptable means you still see the goal and you adapt your methodology for, for getting to that goal. And uh, so my biggest takeaway from, from 2020, and again, I think this applies directly to the audience who's listening today, is that the goal is still there. Like we are still have this, this goal in sight of putting up record origination volume or having our best year yet as a, as a real estate agent or taking our IMB public or selling our technology company, whatever it is, because those are some of the themes that really played out in this past year. Um, it's just that you have to adapt your process in the past. To, to get into that goal. So we did that in, in 2020. We had an ambition of launching more and larger events. Um, we kept that goal. We just changed our path to, to getting there. We had the ambition of launching a new media brand to the side of Housing Wire and Finledger. We did it. We just changed our path of getting there. We had an ambition of closing add-on acquisitions and growing our company through M&A. We did it. It just took longer. We changed our path to getting there. So I, I think that's like the big takeaways for me. And I think they're lessons that apply across the, the business landscape and, and to every professional that operates in our world. Um, Brenna, I kind of as a, I guess, as CEO, I can pass a question back to you. Was there anything that you learned in 2020 or anything in your path that you might have had to alter, but got there anyway? Oh, that's such a great question. Good, good turn there. Um, I would say as someone I've been remote for, with housing wire, probably for the last year, I've been a remote employee before for almost three years now. And I think learning that you can still have genuine connections virtually, as long as you remain intentional in everything that you're doing, you started off this live talking about how we are very close with this industry. We're not just reporting at it behind a desk. We are also walking alongside this industry. And I feel like almost like learning from each other is kind of the analogy that you put there. 
and going virtual this year, I was very bummed. I think that like a lot of people to not be able to go to conferences, we went into a pandemic with MBA servicing right after that. So I was able to hang out with, you know, a lot of top people in the industry, do videos with them for Launchpad in person. And so there was a part of me that was decently bummed as someone who loves meeting this industry in person, meeting people at conferences, talking about what's going on and being able to see this past year, I do something for the magazine called the event tip, which we also switched to virtual. What is a tip that you can give someone to succeed at virtual events? And a lot of those tips from different people, Adam Constantine, um, uh, have just focused on how if you're intentional, you can still make amazing connections virtually. You just have to be very um, intentional, not to repeat that word enough times, but focused on like, how can I connect with them in chat? Can I connect with them on LinkedIn afterwards? And so many people are online right now and still willing, I think, hungry for connection. So I would say that's something that I've had to pivot in 2020, but I'm very thankful for where we are now and how we still feel connected to this space. So you were one of our, our one of our few HW employees that was remote yeah. pre-COVID, and we have this beautiful new office in Las Colinas in Texas, and I think has desks for about forty people, and it's pretty much just Jennifer, our, our head of sales, and I here yeah. most days. But Britta, from has anything changed for you as a remote team member now that? almost everybody is remote, like in terms of like how you used to engage with your colleagues that were at a desk in the office, but are now also at home. How, how has that changed for you considering that your specific situation has not changed as much? Yeah, very torn in this question. I get FOMO from the office. For those who don't know, Clayton has amazing style. Our office looks amazing. Um, he even stocked it with kombucha, which is great <laughs> before I left. Um, it's, I, I love an office atmosphere. I love being around people, but I have been virtually remote. And so there's a part of me that loves the office for the connection community that you get there. But there's another part of me that because everyone's remote right now, communication strength, I think in our company, but as a whole for everyone who has gone virtual has very strengthened. Um, there's something difficult, I think, when one person's remote and everyone's in the office because there's water cooler talk that you're just going to miss out on. There's conversations that happen in the hallway, on the way up the elevator that are natural that you just don't get. And when everyone's remote, everyone's forced to be a lot to like, I'm a firm believer in communicate like until it's annoying to everyone, knock on everyone's doors, knock on everyone's back because you have to over communicate when you're in a virtual environment for people to just know what's going on. Um, I'm not afraid to be that person because I think it's important. I've seen the downfall of not communicating enough and being virtual. And I hope this is true for any company is everyone's now communicating above and beyond in order to overcome that virtual barrier, which is very helpful for the employees that were virtual before. Um, but I do, I do miss seeing you guys in the office. I do miss the kombucha. It wasn't on tap, but it was close. <laughs> I think um, it's all um, expired now. <laughs> sadly, um, I'll just get my own for here. Well, looking now, switching gears to 2021, what does the year ahead look like? And maybe even in this part, touch a little bit on, we had some big news come out of Housing Wire. Selfishly, I was excited that you guys um, have, we acquired uh, Real Trends, which is based in Colorado. So it was nice to get a few other mountain time people out here. Um, but what does the year ahead look like for Housing Wire or HW Media? And can you also touch on the news that just came out? Yeah. Um, so in the, in the, earlier in December, we closed on the acquisition of Real Trends. It's been 
like honestly can say nothing but a pleasure getting to know their founder, Steve Murray, over the last year and um, and figuring out exactly how this, this business and the team align with our, our mission and goals at, at HW. And so our, our mission here is to be the leading source of news and information and perspective for the entire financial services, real estate, and fintech industries. And we've built an incredible platform and audience and content machine with, with Housing Wire, serving real estate agents and mortgage professionals and title professionals and appraisers and everybody across the, the housing landscape. But we saw a major opportunity to increase our presence and information um, and brand with real estate agents and brokers. And that, that's really the, the hole that the real trans acquisition serves for us. And there's a lot of capabilities inside of that organization that we can bring to Housing Wire and vice versa. So at Housing Wire, we have a amazing technology team an amazing content team and a great marketing organization and an amazing sales platform and there's a lot of things we can take that we built at housing wire that we've spent a lot of time and effort and money building over the last four years and bring those capabilities to real trends and they have some unique capabilities the same way that we can bring to housing wire which is this was really complimentary ultimately complimentary for our business and helping us grow the organization but also for our audience. And uh, we, we know there's gonna be some real content synergies from, their, from the um, real estate agent and broker rankings and CEO groups and events that will just make us a more powerful media brand and serving the professionals that already know and love Housing Wire. So uh, we're in, early in the integration process right now. So there'll be a lot more to come on that in the coming months, but um, I can't really praise enough the, the people that are joining our, our company through this acquisition. Um, some amazing talent uh, in editorial content and program management and technology and marketing and creative design, like just across the board, like just great people and a lot of talent that I think is going to strengthen our overall organization. And HW Media will be a great home for, for those individuals that are joining us. So, so that's a, a really positive outcome. Um, what was the rest of that question, Brenna? So, and then outside of that, and I'll tie this into the next one too, because yeah. uh, I think they go really hand in hand, which would be, you know, what does the year ahead look like? But maybe also touching on like, what are you specifically most excited for in 2021? Or what do you think our audience needs to know? Yeah. Like, so I, I talked a little bit about how like 2021 to an extent is a, is a carry through of what, what happened in 2020. We had, with the launch of FinLedger, we've been coining the phrase, the, the great acceleration that didn't only apply to FinTech, also greatly applies to mortgage. And a lot of the trends that we started really seeing come to play in second half 2020 will be propelling into 2021. So for our newsroom and our, our new managing editor of our newsroom, um, James Kleiman has a, has a massive responsibility in covering this new publicly traded independent mortgage bank. So we saw this, this big change in the capital markets landscape in the second half of 2020, where after half a decade of really not seeing any IPOs, we suddenly have this interest from independent mortgage banks of being publicly traded again. Uh, Quicken led the charge. Then we see a SPAC deal announced with UWM, more deals coming up the pipe. Like, so this is going to be, for us as a media organization, extremely exciting to cover the, the, the newly public information and quarterly updates coming from these independent mortgage banks. 
Um, but also kind of exciting if you're an employee or, or partner to those businesses, is will they be able to capitalize on the growth potential that public market um, lower cost equity can offer? And uh, if these companies come into the public eye and don't grow, that is not going to be great for, for shareholders or, or executive team members. But um, we'll see what happens there. That's that's really the thing I'm probably most excited about, Brent, as we go into the year. Uh, as a media organization and newsroom, you're only as good as the, the information that you get and the, uh, the information flow that comes from a publicly traded market when you're covering it. It's just, uh, it's, it's astonishing and fascinating. We're going to have regular touch points and check-ins on data points that we just haven't, haven't been publicly disclosed in the past. So that's going to be extremely exciting to watch. Um, also on the capital markets front or related uh, is, is M&A in the tech and solutions and services landscape. We've really seen deals pick up in the last uh, seven or eight months. A big part of that is I think the, the private equity, venture capital and public market investors got much more comfortable with the fact that not every economic cycle for housing looks like 2008 and 2009. So people are coming into this current economy with a lot of confidence in the housing sector and uh, recognizing that a lot of the characteristics that gave people confidence in housing pre the great housing crisis um, might not always be true again and again and again. So we've seen the housing sector be incredibly resilient, continue to grow, demand for homes continue from uh, from from first time home buyers and and trade up buyers, and uh, that all supports this the the business behind the housing industry. So that's um, really driving investors to increase their interest in M and A. We're seeing some consolidation in the technology and solutions landscape. Um, I actually expected more deals to announce last week. I think a few of those didn't get done. So I'm expecting some uh, January to be a pretty busy month on the on the M and A front. I had a fun nerdy conversation with Mike. My, my cousin was in town, and he worked. He's a private equity analyst. And so we had this whole conversation of SPOC deals and what this means for the, in, like, not just the industry, but what it means for the entire investment world and this new trend that's unfolding. And it was fun to kind of nerd out just a little bit because the mortgage industry is definitely running full force into that world, whether it's through SPOC deals, whether it's through IP, like the IPO and maybe they're not going that route or whether it's through acquisitions, it's fascinating to watch. And you and I, I think, joked on this Facebook group uh, before a whole bunch of them unfolded about who we thought was going to be next. And at the time, we were being serious, but also lighthearted. But to watch literally the weeks unfold after that, how it's come, um, we're not done covering it. No, cer certainly not. And uh, I think we have the, the potential to see rates tick up a little bit in, in 2021, um, probably at a rate level, a mortgage 30 year um, fixed mortgage rate level that still supports a really vibrant purchase market, but might slow down the uh, the refi market a little bit in, in second half of, of 2021. Um, that seems to be the consensus from most of the economists that are, that are covering the the sector and making forecasts for um, both interest rates as well as origination volume for, for purchase and refi. And any change in volume is also going to drive some deal activity. So yeah. when, when volume shoots up, the businesses start to look a lot more attractive. Capital 
Chase is in, um, private equity swoops in. If volume pulls back, we have the potential to see M&A for, for different reasons. Uh, I think everybody's planning for that scenario where, where refi isn't quite as high as it was in the last 12 months. Um, but at the same time, uh, it might drive some consolidation amongst mortgage lenders as they, especially publicly traded mortgage lenders, as they seek to replace that refi volume with purchased with acquired purchase volume. So uh, I, I'm really excited to see who in the IMB world or, or even in the, um, in the depository world and, and even on down to like the community bank level of who decides to start pulling the trigger on M&A to start realizing more of the synergies and, um, and margin expansion that, that is often perceived to come with scale. And uh, I, I don't think 2021 is be, going to be a quiet year on the deal front. Yeah, yeah. I, we, in our last two minutes, I just want to touch on that and say, I've, I think I've said this before, but I find it just ironic or interesting how I know at the end of 2019, going to 2020, a lot of the conversations we had there was like, don't rest on your loyals. Refi boom is going to go away. 2020, you need to start working on your purchase pipeline and building that up. And then 2020 happened. We all know that's not what happened. Um, and those similar conversations are happening, but it ties right back into what you're saying is the biggest lesson for the year about adapting. So once again, we're at that point in the road where the refi pipeline is going to die down, but maybe it's not the same pivot that they thought they were going to make heading into 2020. And instead, what you're saying now is they're going to have to pivot to maybe who are they going to acquire? Because no one then at the time, 19 turned 2020, investing IPOs wasn't really on the table like it is now. So how that has changed the conversation. So last in the last minute, I always like to ask, is there anything else that you'd like to add or share with our audience? I'll just re re reinforce something. So we started out talking about how we kind of think of ourselves differently at HW Media. Uh, we're, we're part of the industries we cover. Um, so we want to have an active relationship and dialogue with, with each of you. Um, so uh, if you're on the Facebook Live today, connect with Brenna, connect with me, connect with Sarah, editor-in-chief, James, our managing editor of the Housing Wire Newsroom. We need that dialogue. We want to talk to you. We want to hear what's happening in, in your life as a housing professional. Um, and uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, rate us, comment, we'll reach out to you and we'll build a relationship then. So uh, Brenna, thank you so much for, for having me on the show today. Um, 2021 will be no less an exciting year than 2020, hopefully with much more positive dynamics for a lot of, um, for a lot of Americans. Uh, we can talk pretty um, boldly about some of the success that the housing industry saw in 2020, but we fully recognize this is a very, very tough year for, for many people in our country and our audience um, as it relates to health and family dynamics and work from home and kids taking school from home and everything else that was painful about 2020. So um, that's not lost on us, but we do try to focus on the, the positive that the housing industry is bringing um, to our economy and to the, the families of the housing professionals that had a great 2020. So um, keep charging forward. Our, our internal motto for 2021 is big and bold. Um, we expect a lot of housing professionals will, will carry on that mindset as well. So um, go forward, big and bold. Appreciate those closing thoughts, Clayton. And once again, thank you so much for joining us on Monday Morning Cup of Coffee. Have a great day. Happy New Year. Try and get as much information and data as possible as you head into 2021. Well, our premium content membership program, HW Plus, is here to provide you with just that. 
To close out the year, HW Plus is hosting a 2021 Economist series. Not only will you get access to all of their forecasts for 2021, but you will also get access to our HW Plus Slack channel, where we'll be hosting weekly Q&As with these economists, giving you the opportunity to ask your questions directly to them. Sign up for HW Plus today at www.housingware.com backslash membership. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.